hands on it. Thank y'all, thank y'all. Yeah. I hear you over there singing. I'm waiting on you. <laughs> Little Usher. Little make pretend Usher. Girl, I hear you over there singing. I'm waiting on you. Waiting on her. <laughs> Woo. But I know you got to start somewhere. I understand. But the moment you get out your own way, watch what happens. It's not as bad as you think. You're not as far off as you think. Yo, you there. You in, you in position. Say amen, somebody. We're going back to 1 Peter 1, right? And we're we going to finish um, after love on fire, right? Then he give, Peter gives some other instructions that are absolutely major. Thank you, praise team. 1 Peter 1. And um, we're going to start reading at verse 13 through 19. And then something that totally escaped me last week came to light while I was sitting over there in praise and worship that I missed in the first part of uh, last week. So that's going to lead us into 13, the, what we're talking about today. Verse 13 says this. Let me do it this way. Just a matter of. That's how I'm used to doing it. Um, verse 13 says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, the knowledge, the insight, the light that exists on the inside of you. Verse 14, As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which have called you is holy, so be, exist in it, live in it, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Be holy how? Not clothes, not outfits, <laughs> right? Because the Bible says in conversation, why? Because your, your tongue is attached to your words that attach to your heart. And you speak according to the conditions of your heart. So he says, you be holy, you be separated, sanctified, set aside, because you and I are one. You be who I am because you are who I am. Verse 16, because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. Verse 17, and if you call on the Father, who without respect of person, Right? Not like man. I don't choose you and not choose you. He says, and if you call on the Father, the who is without respect of person, the Father, judge it according to every man's work. Not what you physically do, what you mentally do. Right? He says, according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear, not being scared of God, in reverence. He says, verse 18, for as much as you know 
ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vein, from your empty conversation received by a tradition from your fathers. He's like, y'all don't have the same language. What was good enough for grandmama is not good enough for me. Uh, of verse 19, but with the precious blood of Christ, this is how you was redeemed, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. And we're going to stop right there in our topic of conversation today is living out your identity. You got to live it out now, right? Let us pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you and we do honor you. We bless your name. We lift you up higher and higher on the day. We are so grateful for who you are, God, for who you are in us, God, for your choice of us. And we bless your name. Now, God, as we dig deep into your word, into your mind, God, help us to articulate, to, to give to us exactly what we need on today. We bless you and we honor you. In Christ's name, amen. 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 Living out your identity. Something that hit me like a ton of bricks um, um, sitting over there today. And I say, wow, I missed that. So at the beginning of the of First Peter, what I taught last week, uh, uh, Peter here is talking to the strangers that are scattered. And we understand that scattered means that you're in position, right? Uh, uh, scattered uh, uh, above the surface look like you're out of place. Scattered beneath the surface, you understand you in position. So it's according to what your perception is that you're going to get out of scattered. Because scattered could mean you're lost and don't nobody know where you are. According to what perception you have, but coming from the spirit, scattered here is saying that you are in place and in position. And he calls out the names of, uh, uh, to those that have been, the places that they have been scattered. But he says something in verse 2 that I absolutely uh, uh, looked up. I, I, it, just didn't, it just came to mind. and Because last week, we talked about um, what was going on in the government, right? It was a lot of dealing with Nero, right, the emperor, and him wanting Rome to look like him. So he intentionally set it on fire, blame these people right here that, that, and say it's, it's their fault. And then it, and, and they had a lot of issues going, magistrate issues going on within their uh, personal families. And it was just a lot going on, and it looked very chaotic. But he said something in verse 2 that caught my attention this morning. It says, uh, uh, y'all that are scattered where you're scattered, you elect, which means you are chosen, you are God's choice, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctification of the Spirit. So what he was saying was, what was going on in the government, what was going on in the natural family, and everything that was going on around them, it was not going to stop. I chose you to come out of it. Y'all know what we do. We try to go get our children. We try to go get the neighborhood. But this is not by who you go get. But this is solely by who God says you come, you wake up and you come out of it. He didn't say it was going to stop. Because it been, it's been going on. We've been dysfunctional, has been going on in our natural families. Dysfunction in government, dysfunction in society, dysfunction everywhere. But he says, you're scattered. They're they going to stay in it until I choose you, choose them. 
but you, I choose for you to come out of it. And you don't, you are not their God. You don't go get them. I got my time set for them just like I do you. He said, uh, Peter said, it's foreknowledge. The, uh, the sanctification of the spirit until the obedience and the sprinkling of God of Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace to you be multiplied. So what I'm telling you is you better work out your own soul salvation while you run with fear and trembling reverence, reverence and respect for God. While you run and trying to go get everybody else saved. Save yourself. And the chaos and the dysfunction, it's going to go on even when we're no longer here. If they have not been called out of it, don't be surprised when it show up. That's not our call. My, my, my responsibility is to preach the gospel, to tell you that you're free. Your job is to take it and work it on, work on yourself. Because chaos dysfunction, confusion, it's going to go on all around you, and it, but it should be an indication to go inside of yourselves if you're the ones that's being called. Because he says, I'm not calling Nero or your family. I'm calling you. So you're the one going to be cleansed by the sanctification set aside by the Spirit. And they're not going to act like you. They're not going to look like you. And you need to stop looking at folks like they should. When the person show up, let it. Indication, I need to go deeper into myself. Y'all going to learn. We have all kind of mechanism. We have God has put in place everything for us to survive, for us to know what he's doing. But it's only when your carnality is on the throne and you begin to want to fight bite. What that says is, I am not where I say I am. But if I take it in silence and then I have the conversation within myself and then I begin to go deeper, tell me what you think and tell me what you see because I know I'm not lost. I know I'm in position. So he says, you're the ones that I'm talking to here. So in other words, I need you to focus on what I'm doing through you. And if I hadn't called them, that's not, that's not your business. If that, me calling them is my business. I'm talking about God. Learn how to use everything as a tool, as a stepping stone. It's caught in how you see it is what it shall be. So he says, after you know that the fire, you this is the way to get saints for, for saints for the spirit to sanctify you, to set you apart, to, 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 to separate you from, don't fight it. He says, let the fire burn. God is the consuming fire. So let the fire within you burn, right? And since we know that this is the process to becoming, he says, verse 13, wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought to you unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And we know that grace means to be influenced by, by, by spirit, spiritual influence, right? 
So he says, Peter, Peter here gives instructions after he explained the real trial. And the real trial ain't what's going on in the government. And the real trial is not what's going on in your family. And it's not what's going on in society. And it's not what's going on in your environment. And it's not what's going on in your experience. This trial is about what God said, what you have on the inside of you. So the trial, but the trial of, of our faith it's an opportunity for faith for what God said to be demonstrate, demonstrated in his power and its ability. That's why I'm trying to tell you this fight with ourselves is so important. In other words, Peter said, do not in, uh, put yourself in the situation of what's going on outside of you. You've been called to be influenced by God, by spirit. By that that exists on the inside of you. So he says, gird. Gird means to prepare your mind for action. He says, prepare your minds. In the word loins here means procreative power. It's the hip. It's the reproductive area. So in other words, Peter says in the beginning of this verse, he says, prepare your mind to procreate, to produce, to bring forward. Prepare your minds to procreate heirs to the throne of God, joint heirs with the Christ that's ready to receive an inheritance that's not tangible but the mind of God, the ideas, the insight, the revelation, the knowledge. Because here's the thing. We be so quick to show people uh, uh, what we know and rally it off. But I'm telling you, when you become one with the revelation, the insight, the knowledge that you are, you're no, no longer interested in being seen. You're no longer interested in being heard. All you know is what you say, God, you're going to do this through me? Become one with it, and all y'all know is I start moving. Oh, she talk different. She act different. She's, she's, she's in, involved and different things. You're no longer interested in being seen. You want God to come through you. You want God to get the glory. You, you just thankful that he called you, that he chose you because you could be left in a system that don't have the capabilities to function. It can only dysfunction. And the only way you're going to be a part of it is that you put yourself in it according to your own mind. So he says, prepare your mind to procreate, to produce, to bring forward. How am I going to do that? I, and, and it says, and to, and to be sober. This is not talking about uh, 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 somebody drinking alcohol and being intoxicated, being intoxicated, because you can be intoxicated and you haven't taken a drink and you have never taken a smoke because when you are a double-minded person, there is nothing stable about you. You're out there on a ship in the middle of the ocean and the ship is going up and down. It is being influenced by the waves. Why? Because it has no control over what, has caused, what can cause the ship to be guided through the storm. It is, it is at the mercy of the storm. And however you tossed me is however... 
I'm going to be. So he says, be sober. Deal with real issues. To abstain from being intoxicated with the cares of this life, which chokes the word, the revelation, the insight out of us, making us unfruitful and lead us into, into, into temptation and many other foolish and hurtful lust. He says, be sober. This is how you live out your identity. And what I'm telling you, you're going to be able to take with you the rest of your life. Because as you evolve, right? As you evolve, the process is the same. You might have to turn over a different thought. It might be a different knowledge. But, but, but what I'm saying to you is the process is the same. Gird up your loins. Prepare your mind for, to procreate and to produce according to the spirit that has set you on fire within you. And not only that, hope to the end. In other words, expect until com completion. Christ, that Christ be revealed in you. He's not hiding. God is not hiding anything from us. He's saying, I'm telling you, if you, are a, so you know you've been chosen, you know you're in position to bud, and then you know nothing outside of you can hurt you. And if you allow me to influence you from inside, y'all about to see a different Donna. Y'all about to hear a different conversation. You're about to see new ideas, new revelations. I, I, was, I was getting out the tub and out the shower and I was looking at my ear uh, um, from being up under the dryer and from, from that God says here's an invention <laughs> say what I heard that so now I got to start finding the knowledge and, and, and seeing, procreating, <laughs> what's in my mind, I'm focused on that. Now I'm doing that work, I'm educating myself on how I'm gonna bring this into fruition. I didn't get out the shower and say, I'm gonna have to tell Teresa about her dryers. I'm gonna have to tell her what they doing to my ear. No, 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 that's an invention, D. You got to have money for what you're about to do. I'm just trying to tell y'all. See, what we do, we'll get out the shower because you connected to dysfunction and crazy. You done called her, done called all y'all, all your friends and told them about her. Don't go to her shop. She don't know what she doing. She burning up my ears. Yes. Get out the shower, and you say, uh, and what? I'm just trying to tell you the difference in being scattered and being scattered. The surface and what's beneath. And when I hear ideas, I don't sit around and wait on nobody. I start researching because I understand if you gave me the thought, then you called me to the knowledge. I got to find the knowledge, how to bring this thing into, it comes into fruition by knowledge. So scattered and scattered. Scattered, being connected to dysfunction and crazy, scattered. I'm in position to be, to procreate. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. And verse 14, it says, 
uh, when you gird up your minds, right, get ready to procreate, right, be sober, deal with your intoxicants, deal with your double mind, and, and hope, hope until the end, which means expect. Hope means you expecting, expecting to completion. That, that uh, to the end of grace, the spiritual influence that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Because that that's on the inside of you, you hear it, you see it, you perceive it, you sense it, right? So you have to hope until once you, we know it's a finished thing, once you even come in aware of it, starting it, God already started and ended it at the same time. But because I'm here in this three-dimensional world, that means as I search out the knowledge, as I search out the idea of what he said, I become one with it and I am it. So if you do that, you do doing all of that as obedient children, meaning this, you choose to live as a son of God. You present your bodies, meaning you're dedicating all of yourself, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy, separated, uh, sanctified, set aside for God's use and well pleasing to God, which is your rational, your logical, your intelligent act of worship. And be not conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to the chaos and confusion even if it's your family even if you are working with people can I tell you that you are wasting your time trying to straighten people out on your job what they are they are indicators I'm talking about family I'm talking about in the streets I'm talking about anywhere in church it's like it's a waste of time what you should be saying if if this is happening to me what is it on the inside of me let me let me x-ray myself to see if I can can relate to any of this if I need to check and change anything about me. Yeah. It's a tool. He said Satan desire to stiff you as we but I put something in place. You keep, you keep knocking the in place out of place. Take care of this myself. I got this. But you end up in this plugged in to dysfunction, chaos, and confusion. He says, do not agree, meaning not fashioning yourselves. Do not agree or align yourselves with the former desires which govern you in your ignorance, meaning your ignorance before you knew the requirements, before you knew that, the, that, that it's the, the, this trial is about your faith and that I got to test and put the gold in the, in the fire so that the impurities can come up. So the only thing you got to do is what comes up in you that's not like me just move them to the side and, and continue and let the goal continue the process and whatever comes up you move it to the side that's how you become sober in your own mind he says you you know what before you knew that you know what's going on now so if you choose the other you're choosing because you know you are allowing your carnality to stand because you know the process now 
Gold, who you are, put to the fire. Impurities come up, move them to the side. Deal with real issues. And go fire, your soul, go back in the fire, the gold. Come back up. What comes up in you, if it's anger, if it's depression, if it's sad, it's your experience. If it's the government, if it's your natural family, you'll know that stuff does not help you grow and develop and help you live out your identity. So what you do, you pick it up. Put the thought in its, in, in, in its uh, uh, place, in, in its rightful place, so when it comes back up again, you pull from the rightful place. You don't go, if it's still over here, you have not picked it up and moved over here if you choose to keep engaging. Because when it's over here, that means you are aware. So when it comes back up, I can say, oh, no, you're not coming through. And you choose not to engage how to control yourself. I know if I say it, if I do it, I might turn into Karate Joe. And that right there, don't help me live out my identity. I learn how to control. Because if I say it, that don't mean it's not there. I put it in its proper place. So, so right here, I wrote this down. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We don't contend with physical opponents, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, Satan, your adversary, your adverse thoughts, your opponent, against spiritual wickedness and high places. In other words, on the inside of this temple, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We have set up idols according to our carnality. And so my fight is not against you. You are my brother and you are my sister. Some of y'all are my spiritual children. Children. So I know you are not my enemy. So if it comes up, I automatically check, check myself. Because I understand my battle is not with you. My battle is within me. And if I give in to it, don't, don't beat yourself up. Pay attention. Because it's going to come that what, what Peter is saying here, I'm trying to take y'all off the hamster wheel. You don't belong on the hamster wheel. You don't, you don't want to be, uh, be that more going around the mountain and marking time. Because I'm telling you, when you haven't been called out of, and I know folks don't understand this, when God have not called you out of and unplugged you from your carnality, stop sitting up there wondering why people going round and round and round. That's not your call. Your call is to work out your own soul salvation. Because if you have not been called to unplug, you're going to see people round and round and round. And because God has allowed you to grow and to develop, and God has allowed you to become aware of things, how dare you stand now? You came out of the same system. So you don't sit there and talk about people. What Peter said last week, he said, you better start giving God the glory and giving God the praise. You better be thankful because he it didn't have to be this way. You coming out and walking into expansion and the person right next to you is a, a hamster on a hamster wheel and they keep repeating, repeating. And how dare you sit, stand there and choose to point the finger at somebody else. Because you came from the same place. And he says, you, I'm allowed the inside of you to expand. Them, they have no other choice but to run, keep seeing the same markers. And that's by design. 
That's my plan. I do what I want to do with my people. I do what I want to do with my people. Our humanity says I'm true. Our spirit says, I'm truth. We're fighting within ourselves to transform our soul to learn Christ, to no longer live in the vanity of our own mind because our understanding is darkened because my light is turned off. And I'm telling you, when you're allowed to live out your identity as the son of the living God in this earth, that is a privilege not to be taken lightly. But you are every opportunity you get, just say thank you. It's like, oh my God, I am so grateful that you chose me. And every opportunity that I get, my job is to tell you another person you can come out of to, but not to stand there and monitor the person, but to monitor myself. Says, you know what, D? God called you to this. God said yes to you while he said no to the person right beside me. And both of them is God's plan. If the religious people that has been chosen to stay on that hamster wheel praise and give God the praise and don't even know that they still on the hamster wheel, how much more am I going to give him the glory? How much more am I going to give him the praise? Because he says, I chose you to as I want to expand, open up the heavens while you're here on earth. And that will be done in you as it is in, in the earth. Woo! How dare me? So no longer, he says, don't fashion yourself according to the former lust, the desires, when you were blind. And what was blind is your understanding. He said, I can't perceive that my true voice which is the voice of God within me as the source of my understanding, my spiritual intuition, and my knowing. Because that right there is your understanding. Our inability to know the voice is the only things that alienate us from God, that keep us from the life of God through the ignorance that's in us because of the blindness of my own heart. And he says to, my, to you all, to myself, and to everyone else, I'm going to give you the opportunity. And can I tell tell you you don't know you don't know if I'm real or not I don't know if you real or not the call comes from within and for me to judge and say you you ain't got it that's wrong because only God judges and we gonna get to that but what I am trying to tell you is if God is working on the inside of you you gonna have a different conversation you gonna have different revelation it's gonna be something different about the words that come out your mouth How long will I continue to shadow box? How long will I continue act like I'm fighting somebody? And when I looked up shadow boxing, when I got the idea, it's a great exercise if you're trying to build up your mus muscle. It's a great physical exercise. But in, in your life, if you're just walking around shadow boxing, like it's always somebody else and you got to fight somebody else, how long are you going to do that? Because the only thing that's going to be built up is your physical, your outside. They may be scared of you and you might run them off, but you are dying on the inside. And some of y'all I see on the side of the bed, you're crying and you're not pleased with yourself. I see it right now, sitting on the right side of your bed by the window in the dark. How long? 
Because if he called you and you hear it from the inside, you don't have to shadow box. You don't have to train from the outside no more. It's a physical exercise or training in which you move your hands and feet as if you're boxing someone. Paul says in this verse right here, Paul says, choose to live as a son through obedience, through agreement, in compliance with your daddy. That's the obedience as children. So you are obedient to somebody. You have to ask the question who it is. He says, but if you're a child, uh, if you're a child of God, your, 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 the lust of your ignorance, no, your former lust, your former desires, even if it do come up, you know to take it out the way because it does not help you be who God says that you are. But as he which have called you is holy, so be ye holy in, the, in, holy in, the, in a manner of conversation. In other words, as this like the one who called you holy, separated, sanctified, cleanse ourselves from the impurities that float to the top, complete in holiness, living a, sac- a, a consecrated life of life set apart for God's purpose in the fear of God. Our thoughts impact or influence our words. When we agree with them, we speak them, therefore creating our world. So the reason you got to gird up your lungs, you got to tighten up all that extra stuff and prepare your mind to procreate from the, from the mind that, from the words, the mind that exists in you. Because if you don't do that right there, you are procreating. It might be in dysfunction. And if you say it out your mouth in this dysfunction and it create an adverse situation or experience, at least you should pay attention and say, you know what? I created an adverse situation. But we won't do that. Because sin requires from Moses that you point the finger and blame somebody. When sin was here long before Moses came and nobody was contributed to it. But when Moses put the knowledge in place, it's your fault. It's your fault I'm the way that I am. But we must discern the source of thought or who has our heart. The only way to do this is to put them in the fire and see which one burns and which one illuminates. I looked this up, I had this thought. The prescribed burn is going to aid in the progress, process. The word prescribed means to designate or order uh, uh, the use of as a remedy. A prescribed burn is what is called when the farmers burn their fields. The purpose of the prescribed burn is to remove plants that are left that are already growing and to help the plants that are about to come up. In other words, the Holy Spirit, the love that's on fire in us, this is a prescribed 
burn. This is going to help you become what needs to, what, how, what, who you need to become. And it's going to remove plants that are growing. It, that, therefore, if I remove the plant, it's going to create, it's going to uh, 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 do the soil like it should be. And then that that's beneath the seed is not going to be, be able to come up either. And what it's going to do, the results of the outcome of our faith is the salvation of the saving of our soul. So this prescribed burn is what we needed and it is the process. And so here we are, be holy, be separated. Why? Because that is who I am. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. The word be here means to come into being. It means to live aware because I am aware. So in other words, live as holy because I am aware. Live not, not I'm being influenced by the spirit on the inside of me. And I'm not being influenced by everything that's going on outside of me. And I have come into the knowledge of this is that everything outside of me is the picture that's going on in my head. So if I'm going to fix my surroundings, I got to fix that that's going on that's projecting it. So B, which says this, you're planted in, pray, in place and you really are already there. He says, come aware, become aware of it. That's our play. We got to come become aware of the understanding of the condition of our heart, that blind spot, that blind blindness of our ignorance that causes us to desire and want tangible things outside of us and calling it God instead of fixing that on the inside of me and saying this is God and watching what burns and what illuminates. This burn, this illuminate. This burn right here, I can't use it. And so my question is, are we sitting here recycling the burn? Are we sitting here putting burns, burn stuff on it, uh, 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 life support and trying to keep life and blowing spirit into it by the words and saying this is what I want. I want burnt. I want burn. I want that that he's trying to take away from me. Why? Because this is where my desire is. But you know what? I have this over here. When am I going to illuminate and I keep missing this because I am unaware because my focus and my attention is right here. Carnality is selfish. Carnality don't care who it have to hurt to get what it wants. As a matter of fact, it don't even see that it's hurting you. All I see is what I want. And I tap everything to get it. God sending people in your life to help you move forward. You see selfishness and what's in it for me. God keeps sending people to move you past where you are. All I see is what's in it for me. What I'm going to get out the deal. What's in it for me? B. And become aware of it, exist in it, comprehend that you are divine, that you are spirit. Acknowledge the power of Christ as the dominating force in you. I wrote down this question. Can you convince your soul that you are already there? Can you convince, because you are, that other is smoke, that other is an illusion? Can you convince your soul, your breath, that you're already there? 
be, exist in it, become one with it. And then it says, as it talks about the one that called you, right? He says, and if you call on the Father, I called you, but are you calling me? Who you calling? Who are you calling on? But Peter says, if you call on the Father, the one that's without a respect of person, judges according to every man's work, past the time of your sojourning here. He says, if you call on your daddy that don't have a, 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 a respect of person, not like man, I choose you, but I don't choose you. And he's the one that's going to uh, judge according to every man's work. He says, and if you do that, past the time of your son sojourning here, live out your life here in fear. In reverence, he said, if you'll call on the Father, invoke the Father, because your Father is without respect a person or impartial or neutral. And, and this word impartiality means one who is not influenced in his treatment of, to, of us by regard to rank, wealth, beauty, or any external disti distinction. But judges decides based on our work and our consciousness. The true objection of all work is, is to express the powers, which is the 12 faculty of man, of our being, of our spirit, and to benefit mankind. What's your benefit to this world? Are you consuming? Are you just sucking up everything that you can because of childhood traumas and experiences? Because uh, 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 that's carnality is, is, is uh, 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 selfish because it thinks it's missing something. So when you don't know who you are, that's why you go after things like you do to try to get to fill the void because you think you're missing something. And, and who you are in the spirit, understand that you already have everything and that there's nothing missing and I come to contribute. I don't come to take. It's the difference of the two. That's the reason why I tell you that your conversation, it tells a lot about the condition of your heart because you can't help but speak what's in your heart. So he says, the true objection for us is the work in our consciousness. And, and, and it's up to God who judges that. But what I'm telling you is live out your time as strangers. Don't fit in. You don't belong in. You are strangers. You have been set aside for a specific use. You're not trying to fit in, but what you're going to do, you're going to live out your time here in fear, in respect, in ab admiration for the law of God, which is our source of life. In other words, you're going to worship who you think who your God is. The attitude of reverence is an important feature in developing the Christ consciousness. So verse 18 says this, for as, as much, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the traditions, by traditions from your father. So in other words, he says, the reason why you can't pay attention to the other uh, system that that is going on around you because it's attached to tangible things and that right there have no redeeming 
power. You were not redeemed with your useless way of life inherited by tradition from your forefathers with perishable things like silver and gold. The old way of life was empty in power and couldn't secure your salvation. By calling them, he's, by calling you, by God calling you, he snatched you out of that hopeless condition. And you got to see it as hopeless. I'm telling you, Peter said, it's hopeless. Worry about trying to attach yourself to tangible things because they're in, in, in those traditions because there is no power. There's, there's no power. There's nothing inside of that that will cause you to develop and grow. What, uh, that that's on the inside of you. So what you got to do is you got to detach from it because you've been snatched away from it. It's a done deal. But you got to detach from it in your own mind. And if you're detached from it, you'll start seeing and sensing. A lot of us, we dream. We see all manners of things. And when we wake up, we have totally forgotten about it. We can't, we, sometimes we'll run into people and it's like, oh, I, you know what? Talking, it'll draw your memory. I had a dream. And we'll pass it off. Why? Because we're so connected over here to burn stuff. When the illumination comes, we are blinded to the light, for, to the illumination, because we are in total darkness. God call has called them, was Peter was saying. He don't snatch you out of that hopeless condition. So you trying to live and live after the pattern of your family or live after the pattern of society or trying to get a, a wrong right it from your experiences, you're going to be in major trouble because even if the person that did you wrong apologized, it still don't take away the thought that you are experiencing it from it. And even if they never apologize, you have every right to uproot, the, to allow this prescribed burn to take place. Well, y'all hearing what I'm saying today, living out your identity, start with girding up your loins, the, the, the gird up the loins of your mind to prepare your mind to procreate, to, 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 to birth out what God is saying on the inside of you. And you got to do it as obedience. And so it's going to cause, it's going to appear to cause some turbulence. And you can't back away from the turbulence. Because if you keep going, you're going to realize that it was never turbulence. That it was all smoke with no power, no authority itself for what you gave it. Through fear. Which is the bottom line. Through fear, but with the precious blood, the old way does not save you. It does not help with your soul. This right here is the redeeming power. With the precious, but with the precious blood of Christ is how we were redeemed as a lamb without blemish and without spot. We were bought back with priceless blood. In other words, that blood from Christ, it blotted out your sin conscience. Come on here, somebody. Y'all keep going through the blood. 
coming out bloody, trying to pull out that sin conscience. When God say, I sent my son to die on the cross and his blood was valuable. What I'm trying to tell you, it blotted out all, all the ordinance and, and, and that, that, that was nailed. to It was nailed to the cross so that I can release this blood on it and change the nature, the course of the entire thing. Because blood, this Christ's blood, without this lamb without spot or blemish, it changed our DNA. It changed our nature from humanity to spirit. See, that's why I told you it's the difference in scattered and scattered. Because if you you're scattered in your in your uh, 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 carnality. You think you lost. You think you out of place. You're running in circles. But if you have been put in place by God and you've been scattered, he says, I'm telling you, this is the direction you got to take through the spirit that's on the inside of you, this prescribed burn. You're going to know I allowed you to become aware of who you are. And you're going to begin to see that your DNA has changed. That's why your, your conversation begins to change. Because this DNA begins to wipe clean your heart. There's no intoxication on this blood right here. But y'all keep going and here's the thing. No condemnation or judgment. Because every time that you have to do it, do it. But what I'm trying to tell y'all, y'all have been around a long time. It's time for y'all to start paying attention and seeing and start using things and situations and circumstances and people as a tool, for, as a stepping stone for you to move higher within yourself. Because your nature has already been changed. You, have, you are already put in place. You are already in place for the expansion of your consciousness. But it is you that has to do the work. It is you that got to start paying attention to the intoxicants and start having a sober mind. See, that's our responsibility. That's our responsibility. I'm going to drink me some water. Feel like I'm, what's that? Soprano. because I got to get this out, I want to make my point. <laughs> Is that the blood blotted out our error thinking, sin. Right? You're in position. You're not lost. You're not, you're not cast into this three-dimensional world with, with no power, with no ability. He's saying, I have called you out. This blood, the innocent, undefiled life or the original life of being, which was made accessible to all those who believe in him as the revealer of the pure life of God. So I change your nature. The nature of the blood change your nature so that you can see see uh, uh, the pure life of God within yourself. But if you keep going back in the blood and pulling back out that that the blood came to get rid of, you'll never make it. But if you'll use the blood, because here's the thing, in the Old Testament, uh, the law say that you needed to die if you broke any of the laws. But when Christ came and Christ died on that cross, he says, I took death and hell off the table so that you can see yourself where you are and not die 
but transform it because you know what? I have the keys to that, access to that in my pocket. And because God loved us so much, he says, I'm going to give you the opportunity because the gate is open. But I'm telling you, if your mind, the gate can be open. And if your mind's still within the four walls of Fisher, you'll sit there with that open door and you'll stand there and you'll complain because you don't understand that it's an open door for you. You'll talk about the open door. You'll go get people to help you talk about the open door. You'll stand there and mess up the open door. You'll, you'll tear the open door down just because you in your own mind, you messing up where I am. And he says, I sent my son, that's how precious y'all are, to die on this cross, to give you the opportunity to take death off the table and to give you the opportunity to look in your mind at those diseased thoughts and be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind without, without you dying. The divine energy, that's this blood. The divine energy that cleansed the consciousness of dead works to enable us to serve the living God. And don't get worse or uh, confused because a lot of us, we just, I just want you to see you marching, me doing things in the church. But the Bible, Peter says, God judges man's work and what he's talking about, the work that we put in, in our consciousness. And he says, okay, I see my daughter working. I see my daughter working. Let me illuminate right here to see if she's on my son, if she can recognize me. So I see the burnt over here, but I'm going to illuminate myself over here. Can I, you got to choose because you stand before uh, uh, life and death and it is your choice God ain't coming to do for you what you are supposed to be doing for yourself and what you got to choose is you got to choose death or you got to choose life and so how long are we going to shatter box a shadow is an outline it does not give you the full image this over here is an outline this over here is the true image that exists on the inside of you and if you allow the spirit to do the work on the inside of you you're going to see an image that's going to come forth on the inside of you and you're going to stand there and you're going to say oh my god I see the revelation of Jesus Christ that have been there the entire time Come on here, somebody, because y'all are mighty quiet. And God is trying to move us into a place within ourselves that I got to work on myself first. And I guess I'm going to work within this ministry. But you know what? As I work on myself, I'm really going to come into who I really am. And I might start out ushering, but baby, that's not the end. It's going to move me into another place. And every round is going to go higher and higher within myself. And some of y'all will physically move and leave this place. And some of y'all is going to stay right here. I am full aware of that. It is my job to help get you ready and prepare for whatever direction that the Spirit of God is sending you in. Give God some praise. You got to choose. You got to see it. You got to become aware of it. You got to know it. Too many times we are, we are so uh, elated with men and women of God, and I get it. 
And I understand that. I understand the level of respect that you have there. But you better make sure the purpose of you growing and developing is so that you know when God is speaking to you. So when you come to your leader, although your leader know it and is aware of it, when you come to your leader, they just confirm what you know. Too many of y'all, you try to base it on what you hear from up here. And all you do is try to live off this rhema word, this water. This right here is just the water you down and soften the soil of your mind so that the fire, because you can begin to, the fire, see the fire that's, that, that prescribed burn that's on the inside of you. It is your responsibility to know your purpose and your assignment in this earth. It is not my responsibility to tell you. My responsibility is to preach the gospel, to tell you that you can see, to tell, set at liberty those that are captive, that that in, in your mind, to bring eyesight, to tell you that you can see not with your natural eye, but that that exists on the inside of you. Your job is to put the work in. Your job is go to work on yourself. I said before you life and death, you choose. You choose that or you choose life. You're not living your life for me. You're not living your life for your pastor. You're not living your life for your parents. You're not living your life for society. You came to bring something to this world. And God says, I'm going to get it at you. I'm, you you're going to do it. I'm going to use you. And I'm going to get the glory. What a mighty God we serve. You're not even going to take credit for it, baby. I said, you're not going to take credit for it. And if you're standing up there saying, look at me, look at me, we know it's a false God. It's an idol that needs to be broken in you. Because I'm telling you, when you come through yourself, you begin to feel something and coming alive on the inside of you. And it doesn't even matter what's on the outside of you because you're focusing on yourself. And I stand here today to tell you it is your responsibility to find out what God has placed on the inside of you. My job is to tell you you have it while you stand behind me and I cover you as you change your clothes because you're in position. You're scattered in place. You are not lost. I don't care if you stand there and look at me and act like you don't know what What's going on with you? Yes, you do. And the most beautiful thing is this, is God has been looking at his word, waiting to perform it since he threw you in place. He says, oh my God, you better ask Jeremiah in chapter one, when he says, Jeremiah, what is this? And Jeremiah began to say what he see. He says, oh my God, Jeremiah, you're waking up. I, I hasten to perform my word. Your sight is important and it's up to you to get it done. It's up to you to put the work in. Why? Because I sent my son. This is the gift that I gave to you and most of the time because of where we come from, we don't know how to receive gifts. We always think somebody wants something from us. But the only thing I did this for, says God, is so that you can see that that's on the inside of you. So that you can come forth and bring what you have. You came to what I sent you to do in this earth realm. Here's the equilibrium here. Death initially came by a man. And resurrection from the dead came by man. Everybody dies in Adam. And everybody come alive in Christ. So my question to you in here. Who in here is alive? 
who is who is the living word and it's not what i'm preaching this the water but i'm talking about that fire that exists on the inside of you when are you gonna be influencing the mountain instead of the mountain influencing you when are you these people are sitting there waiting for you to show up you have the answer and you sitting there saying oh you too oh 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 Oh, it's kind of what I feel like today. And you keep trying to recycle burnt. And they looking like, huh? Burnt, even they know it's burnt. Because if that's where a person that's on the hamster wheel is, they recognize that everybody can see that right there. Because that's the sight that everybody has. But this over here, you have it, but everybody's not aware of it. Y'all don't hear me. And so this world is waiting on us to show up. And we keep acting like them. Choose. We are to live as though the ransom is precious. It didn't have to be that way, this way for us. The aim, the purpose, the design of the ransom is not forgiveness but transformation. Now I know I'm gonna forgive you every time I, every time you come, every time you say it. But when are you gonna realize? that the old way of thinking cannot transform you. It cannot bring you into remission of sin. But that that on the inside of you, it brings you into remission. Remission, saying that it, the blotting works. <laughs> I said the blotting work, it's blotted out. And, and, and it's no longer seen by God, and I no longer see it, that I begin to operate into who I am, my, my heavenly father, that I live as a child, as a son of God. I know I was born into a natural family, and trust me, I got enough of those traits that'll last me for the end of the world, to the end of my world, to, as, as my, my physical body. But can I tell you that none of that stuff helped me be who I am in God? Can I tell you it don't help me, help me stay plugged into dysfunction and chaos and confusion? confusion it, it, it don't help me and yet we stand there and try to pull everybody with us you ain't God let God call them and if he call you you come out transformation victory over the power of seeing error error thinking in our everyday life Jesus shed his infinite, infinitely precious blood to change our nature. And I wrote this down. Just, these are just random thoughts. Ransom for the purpose of transformation. That'll preach all by itself. Ransom for the purpose of transformation. Live in hope. Live in holiness. Live in fear. Live out your identity. I say it again because I see some of y'all writing. Ransomed for the purpose of transformation. Live in hope and expectation. Live in holiness. Separated, separated, sanctified, set aside for God's use. And live in fear, live in reverence and respect for what God done through his son on our behalf to give us the opportunity to be partakers. Live out your identity. You were ransomed for transformation. That shouldn't be your story 20, 30 years later. But we serve such a good God, people might get tired of us. God don't have human tendencies. 
All he sees is his finished work within us. So he says, I'm going to spend as much time as needed. You know why? Because nothing about our lives is a mistake, and nothing about our lives surprises God. Because I, the Word, and God are one. We plan the entire thing before I hit my mother's womb. Who I am, what I was ordained to do, what I was set aside to do, it was already in me and I came with it. Your job is to disconnect. Your job is to start living out this identity by transforming your mind. Give God some praise. Give God some glory. We magnify him today. We lift him up.